Hello, love buddies. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedded Podcast with your hosts, Jen and Steve Van Elk. We're a semi-professional look at wedding planning and marriage. Basically, we're going to help you get together and hopefully stay together. Jen, what's going on with your voice? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. This is strange. This is not you. This is somebody else. Well, someone told me my voice is really deep, so I decided to try something new. Who told you your voice is deep? Did you tell you your voice was deep? Well, someone else told me that my voice is really deep for a female. Who said that? You did. I did not say that. Actually, you did. You just cut it out of the podcast. Uh, You said, I have a really deep voice for a woman. I said a very sexy voice. No, it was like, you know, um, on Friends, when they get sick and their voice The sexy voice, yes, absolutely. And they have a sexy voice. It's not like that. No, it is like like, that. um, Like, your voice has been, you've been chewing on gravel. That's how people say my voice sounds, Jen, (laughs) not yours. Maybe you were talking about yourself. Then. Oh, I like that. Oh, gosh. <coughs> I like that. Uh, I feel the, so much better now. Yeah. yeah. Baby spice is gone. Posh spice is back. That's what I love. Posh. Yeah, it is baby spice. And I feel like I'm more of a ginger. Ginger spice. I'm you know, good like, with that, confident too. Yeah. And not quiet. I, I am fire. I am woman. Hear me roar. I won't disagree with any of those statements. They're all true. <laughs> Jennifer, we got a follow-up on last week's topic, which was... Uh, We addressed things that we could, as couples, do differently to make our guests more comfortable. I think I titled it something like, Throwing a Wedding Party Your Guests Will Love, Part 1. Ooh, that's nice. That's nice. Throwing that sick, dope-ass party your friends will all boogie down at. Is that better? Throwing a party that P. Diddy would show up to. And P. at. And NPR. <laughs> Are we just naming things with P in them? Because <laughs> yes. I can't think of anything else now. <laughs> well, I... NPR and P. Diddy, you took mm. the only... T- Snoop Dogg. Snoop. Snoop Lion. (laughs) So we had a lot of opinions between the two of us. So we had to break it into two parts. You are currently on part two. So if you are stumbling across this episode and want to start from the beginning of this topic, go back one episode and listen to uh, leading up to this one, we're going to actually start on the reception today. Or just listen to this one. The reception's a good part anyway. Everybody knows that's where the party happens. Everything before that was just getting married. Who cares? Am I right? I mean, personally, I thought the best part was after the reception, but... Wink! I mean, maybe I'm the only one, but... I, I thought it was awesome. I believe my exact words were, that was awesome. <laughs> This is not a lie. This is a true story. I cannot believe you're telling the world this. He got so upset when I told my girlfriends about it. So, Steven, what do you think of receptions? Receptions are a lot of fun. It's where everybody goes to dance and party and have a good time. If you want to make sure they have a real good time and you live in one of those cool states, 
you give them favors that are marijuana <laughs> doobies. Gosh. And if you don't live in a cool state, then you give them favors that are like, uh, I don't know, popcorn, candy, snacks. Actually, I, I, all those things sound great to me. <laughs> popcorn, candy, snacks, those are all good. Eats. I would love like a, yeah, seeds, uh, a, a tiny little plant. I Oh, I would love a plant. I am, I've turned into a plant mom. When people start talking about their their pets, I start talking about my plants that are in our kitchen and how Blanche just like blossoms and she just can produces so many flowers because she's a little slut. And wow, <laughs> hot takes on the Golden Girls over here with Jen Van Oh, Jeez. <laughs> uh, and then I I will say that like a succulent, a little succulent to take home would make me very happy. Mm-hmm. Love succulents, but I don't have any in our house. Well, this is the Buck Wild podcast wedded you've all been hoping for. Yeah, we're, we're starting it in the swing of things. You are starting to get to know us just as you go on multiple dates with people to get to know them, whether it be a friend date or a uh, romantic involvement. You are getting to know us and we are on what date number? Possibly this is the first date and we're, we are chasing you away. You away. You're taking these fake phone calls like, uh, sorry, I got to take this right now. Sorry. I uh, got to go. Oh, actually it's an emergency. got to leave. Sorry. Maybe this is date. What number 15. Oh, that's what I was going to guess was 15. Thank you for all the improvising you did there. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe what they call that in the biz is vamping. Thank you for vamping while I tried to look up how many episodes we have out. Well, thank you for vaping. <laughs> what? Did you just have to wait until I was drinking to say that one? Yeah. So I'd spit bourbon all over the place? That's exactly what I did. So, Jen, at the reception, what are the things you need to take care of as the host of the biggest best party in the world it's your party it's your wedding you can cry if you want to going back to what you said i think it's hilarious that the first thing you said was dancing with a reception how many receptions have you actually danced at including your own actually let's just talk about your own did you even dance at your own wedding steven I dance with my wife, I dance with my mom, and I dance with uh, some friends after I got done greeting half of our guests because we couldn't make it through all of them. It was just too many guests. Let's actually start with that then. I think that is a good thing to bring up. Um, All of your guests want to talk to you, whether you've invited 20 people or 400 Everyone came for you. And so they want, everyone wants to talk to you. From your personal experience as a guest, when do you appreciate the couple coming up to you to talk or vice versa? If they're like making rounds and they go to all the tables, it's cool if they stop by the table. But otherwise, I just kind of want them to have fun. I don't want them to feel like as a guest, maybe I'm a cool guest, but I don't want them to feel like they have to come up and talk to me. I want them to, you know, just kind of party and whatever. And, Maybe at the end of the night, I'll say, hey, thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. Um, sorry, I threw up in the punch bowl. I'm going I'm to give my keys to my friend and we're going to get out of here. Did you end up at a prom? That's what we're talking about, who, right? Who has, <laughs> who has a punch bowl? I don't know. I mean, a punch bowl, punch fountain, wherever you mix your Ooh. drinks. 
fountain. You know, there was some dude back in the day during like prohibition who threw a giant party and mixed a giant punch is like an alcoholic thing originally. And Mm -hmm. he made punch and his punch was like brandy and a bunch of other like liquors mixed together in a giant fountain like you would find outside of a mansion. And the fountain was putting out so much alcoholic vapor that the bartenders working his party could only serve 15-minute shifts before they would start to feel like they are going to pass out from the alcohol vapor. This sounds like a lie. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up. I forget the guy's You've name. You've got a I'll very vivid imagination, Stephen Manalk. I know this is a dream of yours, but I don't know if that actually happens. I'm just going to breathe in the alcohol and get drunk that way. It's not sinning if you don't drink it. Oh my gosh. That's me when I was under 21. <laughs> so I am completely lost. I'm like completely derailed. Where are we at? We're talking about uh, having enough food and drinks for the cocktail hour for all of your guests. No, that's the first thing, time that we've ever brought that up. But what were we talking about before that? That's what I was trying to get us to talk about before <laughs> we got derailed. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so... No, actually, no. You just derailed us from the derailment that is not the derailment. That is actually us talking about when is the best time to greet your guests to make the party the most enjoyable for yourself and your guests. I'm trying to get the trains back on the track, baby. I don't know where the trains went off the track. I just know where the track is. There's a few options there. You can greet all your guests right after the ceremony. I will say that can be quite long, especially if you have, if you have a large amount mm. of people that you have to go through. It's just people standing and waiting and waiting for them to give you a little hug. And then you've got that awkward situation where people have brought guests that don't really know you, but everybody hugs you. So that guest or you are just like, what do I do in this situation? I don't even know you. Do I hug you? Do I just say hi? Do I shake your hand? Um, It's, yeah. So there's an option. It seems like you have something to say, Stephen. Mm. Feels so good to get railed by you, babe. After getting derailed, it's it's nice to get re-railed. I'm a good railer. Yeah. One thing that people will do is be a part of their cocktail hour. So enjoying that moment. Of course, you'll have to do a first look if you want to be able to be a part of your cocktail hour. But we're seeing a lot more couples taking advantage of that first look so that they can spend time with their, their guests at cocktail hour. And utilize that time to talk with guests. That way there isn't an obligation during the reception to go table to table or... um, Like I said, table to table was cool, but I hate that so much. It's such awkward forced conversation when they get there. Can't people just be like so cool like Jen and I are and just, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. You know, say lovey. Yeah, we're not cool though. I don't. I know I was pretty anal about getting us through the tables and halfway through I just gave up. (laughs) I gave up very, I think it was like table three that I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) So we, you know, we have, we've addressed a couple options. Another option you could take advantage of is just doing a small toast before the reception and talk and say, Hey, we actually don't plan on going to table to table, but we would love to talk to all of you. So meet us on the dance floor. And that way they have to dance. You can just dance with them and have a good time. And they can send you an email about what's going on in their life later. Later. Do you think it's a good idea at weddings to force people to share a story about themselves in order to get you to kiss or any of those other glass clinking replacement things? 
Hmm. What do you think that does to the guests when you get up and you say, look, if you want us to kiss, don't clink your glasses. You got to get up and kiss yourself in front of everybody and then we'll kiss. I think it's a way for for couples to keep guests from doing that. Because <laughs> Brian, I'm, I would say most couples hate that. I don't know why it's a quote unquote tradition because it really isn't a tradition. It's something that's fairly new that people started doing. I would say probably maybe in the 90s. Yeah, Before the 90s, we didn't have glass, so no. nobody could do it. It's yeah. So you, you've got to consider You've got to think about that. So it's not like in the 1920s. Well, I don't know, maybe, but it's not like way, 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 way back in the golden ages, dark ages. I don't know. People are doing this. It's not a wedding tradition. It's something that and it's an activity that people do just like the shoe game or probably even the garter and bouquet toss. You can just decide you don't want to do it. So if people start clinging their glasses, you don't have to kiss if you don't want to. But it also makes the guests feel uncomfortable if you're like, okay, well, you have to do something before. You have to kiss somebody if you want us to kiss. Just if you don't really want to do it, just don't do it. People are going to clink their glasses even if you do say hey, you have to share a story for us to kiss. People are still going to clink their glasses. What I was getting at is I don't think it's a good idea to enter into an antagonistic relationship with your guests at your own party by saying, hey, if you want us to do this, you got to do this. But aren't they already doing that by clinking their glasses? Like, yeah, you just don't I'm kiss. Gonna do this. Like, it's you not a big yeah. deal. They can clink That's their glasses all they want. Just I'm saying never... that they shouldn't, like, if you don't, they can clink their glasses. You don't have to kiss. Like, what I'm it's saying not a requirement. Is Your marriage isn't going to fail because you didn't kiss. The couple never back down, never surrender. So don't give in to the terrorists that are your guests. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, you, you've, you've stated what's best for you. Like, how are you going to greet your guests? I will say probably... One of the worst options is doing a receiving line after the ceremony. You just had this like climatic experience of having two people get married and And now all your guests are climaxing and you're climaxing. None of them too. are. They no, none of them are because they're just waiting and waiting for this special thing that they're excited about, more than likely the open bar. Everybody at the ceremony and doesn't climax together? No, that's happens at cocktail hour. This is not a good orgy. So they want to go to cocktail hour. And they're just standing there around 45 minutes waiting just to give you a hug and then walking out. I would say the majority of your guests would just prefer to leave and then see you at some point in time, either during the cocktail or the reception. But do what's best for your wedding. Mm -hmm. But since we are addressing what we think is best, would be best rail as a me, guest baby. for the... Yeah, I'm going to rail you. One thing that you, you want to think about is your guests have come out of town they're part of the celebration. Now, if you are a part of a family or a group of friends who typically celebrate around food or drink, it's really important to have enough food and enough drinks for your group of people, your group of family and friends. Thinking about the cocktail hour, I don't necessarily think that you have to have a full open bar, but you should have a open bar in some sort, whether it be just signature drinks where the they can have beer or wine and then there's two drinks that they can choose um, which is always great that you could have 
one couple or one side, like your fiance has a particular drink that they serve. My, my husband's drink would be an, obviously an old fashioned because that's what he's very old fashioned. And he, he's, I've, I've got them old fashioned conservative values here. I was born and raised in the Midwest. I go to church every Sunday. I, I go to church every Monday. Is church sex? I, I sex every Monday. <laughs> With who? My wife. <laughs> Gosh, combining two podcasts right now. Okay, so you're obviously a old-fashioned. I, I, my drink would probably involve some sort of tequila because, you know, tequila. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't know. I, I yeah, thought no. your drink would be an amaretto sour. That's, oh gosh, no! When we got tequila. married, that was what you drank. It would be a shot of tequila. <laughs> that would be my signature drink. It's okay. When we got married, I didn't drink old fashions, so that's true. But I'm just saying now. No. So I mean, just taking that in consideration, no, no, you no, can no. personalize. Let's, be, let's have more fun with this. What would it be? Your signature drink when we got married? I think it'd be an amaretto sour. Oh, <laughs> probably. And you would be a PBR. No, I would have been a whiskey and Coke. (laughs) No, you would not. You rarely had whiskeys and Cokes when we were... Because I liked them too much and I would drink too much. I I think that yours would be a PBR. I didn't try a PBR until three years after we got married, Jen. I don't know you. Who are you? We don't even know each other. Barely. Plus, that's not a cocktail. Okay, so I had an amaretto. I went through a phase where I liked amaretto sours for like two months. And he continues to hold that against me. (laughs) Not once have I ever ordered an amaretto sour at a bar or other places. Mostly because we are, we're pretty much, we're beer drinkers. And that have converted over to wine since we've been married. Mostly because that's a mama's drink and mama has kids. And so wine is... A mama's drink, right? And a and a daddy's drink. Mm-hmm. We we enjoy a glass or a bottle of wine. Daddy's drink. <laughs> but daddy's yes. boy. So my signature cocktail would have been kiss my ass, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wouldn't have had a signature cocktail. My signature cocktail would have been uh, tang mixed with French vanilla creamer. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is, I have just been smacked in the face with reality. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you married. (laughs) Okay, well, you don't have to have a full open bar. Now, if you can, if you can afford it, if it's something that's in your budget, go for it. I mean, guests love it. They are like, oh yes, I can order my signature drink. I can order the drink that I really love. And in Um, your wedding, nobody cares what your signature drink is. Sorry. Uh, everybody cares what your signature drink is, Jen. And that is a Margaret Long Island Rita. Adios, mother. Oh, yeah. No, 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 that's not. See, that would have been my signature drink because we were drinking those quite a bit when we were engaged. The AMFs. College. We had friends still in college and we. We were we also in, in college. The... I graduated. Only two months before we had sex. <laughs> That's how I see our wedding day. I mean, now Jen rails me, but back then I was waiting to rail her. So, 
gosh. Jen, let's get back I'm so on sorry, everyone. topic. <sighs> okay. So, Jen, if there's, you got the bar down, you got uh, enough food and drinks for the cocktail hour down. Yeah. What about the next important thing, food at the actual reception? Do you go with a trough of food for your guests to eat from, like little piggies, or do you serve them individually plated meals? Wow, wow, I just realized something about myself. I'm judgmental. You are uh, incredibly pretentious. <laughs> Actually, I prefer buffets because then Jen and I can just get in line whenever oh. we want. <laughs> Guys, there is nothing wrong with buffets. Actually, there is nothing wrong with heavy hors d'oeuvres, as long as it's tasty. Girl, last week we were traveling and I took you to a pizza buffet. It was delicious. It was really good. Well, what was it called? Turtellini. With a turtle. It was yeah. like Turtellini. So, somewhere near Mammoth <laughs> it was Cave. A, it was an Italian place. Turtle. We took, we took our kids to Mammoth Cave so they could see the darkness. Just as I do every day. When she looks into my eyes. So when it comes to food, if you are planning a wedding to make sure that it's a wonderful party for your guests, consider the food that your guests would enjoy the most. Um, Of course, we attract people that are similar to us. So a lot of that's going to be things that you enjoy as well. Um, We are just basking in taco bars over here. It's amazing. You said we attract couples like us, so that's what I would do if we got married now. So (laughs) I was thinking more sushi. (laughs) Man, sushi buffet at Jen's wedding, taco bar buffet at my wedding. I okay, this is by far my favorite wedding that we've ever done. In what what was 2012, Sheena and Bernie's wedding. They did the different stations and you could get food at any point in time through the, out the entire reception. And all of it was like kind of small plates and you could order whatever you wanted. And it was all different types of cuisine. I loved that. And I thought it was the greatest thing. And then at the very, very end of the night, they, they had the midnight snacks. Yeah. And the they midnight had a uh, pretzels. pretzels with, didn't they also have it was like a soft pretzel bar. breadsticks? Yes. And you no, 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 you're thinking of another wedding, but okay. cause but they did have the soft pretzels and they had like all kinds of different dipping sauces. It was just something that was fun and unique and different. And they said, hey, we're not going to do this like a traditional reception. We're going to open up dancing now and we're going to do food now. And you can get food whenever you want and you can dance whenever you want. Just like a like normal party. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah. They're it's rebels. really hard to capture as a photographer. It could be like your vendors might be a little like frustrated or stressed out by it but who cares i mean you hire them to be professional and they should be able to do it i i wasn't frustrated no i wasn't frustrated either but it was a little bit more difficult to fill up a dance floor when people like randomly were eating and randomly dancing so i love those full dance floor shots but it's not a necessity because i don't think that that one photo killed the entire gallery I think that it was one of those situations where they wanted their party to be an actual party. And I think they succeeded. So one thing I think when Jen and I were getting married, we we ended up not doing food. We had a really late ceremony 
and then a really late reception. So we just did like a big dessert reception as opposed to like a meal. So, I mean, we did food. We just didn't do like a meal meal. And one of the reasons why we did that was because it would have cost a lot of money to buy food. That and we was had a very tight crappy. budget. And Crabby yeah, food. the food would have been very bad and we didn't want to give our guests bad food. So instead we were like, if we get married late enough in the day, gives people time to go out for dinner ahead of time. And we made sure on our invites, we said, we're dessert. not going to be serving. It's it was dessert, dessert reception to follow. But I will say that does it does appear to be very cheap. And I would say probably, yeah, but we weren't very happy with the caterers in town. And we honestly couldn't afford to bring caterers an hour away to our reception to be able to provide food. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen in that situation. Our place didn't have a kitchen. So it just uh, really I mean, wasn't an option for us. We got married in Muncie. And at the time in Muncie, the caterers that could have worked at a place without a kitchen were like Pizza Hut and Jimmy John's. We, anyway. we were highly unimpressed with all the food tastings we did. That's why we cut the uh, the food out, which is crazy because we're both like very into food now. We were. Oh, I hate to say this. I kind of it's making me like gag a little bit, but we are foodies. If we word. got married again now, I'd be like, no, 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 no. We don't need to. We don't need to do food. I'm actually going to make etouffee for everyone today. You would die. We've talked a little bit about doing a vow renewal and... Let's make that happen, Steve. Let's have you make etouffee for 40, 50 people. Let's see what happens. You, it have, takes you forever just to make etouffee for two. I'm going to have 40 to 50 people who are just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. My belly's full. And I have food poisoning. What? Okay. For how long it takes you, to, we do not have a kitchen big enough to make etouffee for 40 people. You just need a big pot. Big pan. <laughs> You just need a big pot. <laughs> I'm a big boy and I can do it all. <laughs> so, okay. Food, drinks, check. We got it. We good. Rocking it. Ball so hard. Mother. We got food and drink under control. I'm going to stop you there before you curse. This is a clean podcast. We don't say those terrible words. <laughs> <laughs> so... You're going to find very happy guests who are have bellies that are full and drinks and hands. It's really hard to displease people. And if that is the case, they toxic. Get them out of your life. So if people don't like having a full belly and a drink in hand, they, they toxic. Get them out of their life. Is this a joke you're workshopping or did you see this in a stand-up comedy special recently? <laughs> no, Where did this come from? <laughs> it's called, I Is had this a, catchphrase? a, I just chugged the beer that you gave me and I think it might be 9%. That's what it is. Is this a catchphrase you're working on developing? No, I am not working on any catchphrase better than that. Weddedpod.com to get your They Toxic Get Them Out Your Life t-shirts made by Jen Van Ock. I <laughs> uh, use puff paints and I individually touch every letter with my hands. So let's talk about things that guests hate. What do guests hate, Jen? They hate bouquet tosses. Done. Okay. <laughs> Oh, gosh. They you know hate what? garter you know what? tosses. We're going to address something that is probably going to piss off a couple of people because they've been looking forward to a bouquet toss and a garter toss. But, guys, it's really behind the times. You're pulling out your single friends 
to do this bouquet toss. You're singling out your single friends. Ooh, punny. We're jumping a little ahead of the reception, but I mean, for the most part, we're almost done. If the bouquet toss is something that you've really looked forward to, consider some different ways to to approach it. I've seen people who have invited everyone on the floor and they toss the bouquet and whoever catches it is going to have the best day ever, just like they just did. Mm-hmm. I've had, I've seen people take their bouquet and give it to the, the couple that's been uh, married the longest or their grandmother. There's other ways around it. My favorite thing that I've seen is when brides get rid of the flower bouquet and instead they bring in what I call a bow crepe. And it's uh, it's just some crepes, Nutella crepes with some Ooh, raspberry, raspberry uh-huh. sauce yeah. on top raspberry of that. Raspberry and a oh. little, little bit of fudge drizzle on top, too. And uh, they just toss that behind them. And whoever catches it, they just give them a fork and a plate. And they say, enjoy. You're going to have the best night ever. And then they walk away. I will be there. <laughs> I will be there. And I will punch everyone to get the bow crepe. <laughs> I want that bow crepe. It's so good. Okay. The thing is, we are so incredibly happy for you that you've found your one, that you are planning a wedding to spend the rest of your life. That you found your someone. person. But it's not the end game. So singling out your single friends by saying, hey, this is the goal in life. You should want to be married too. You will be the next one. There might be some people in your life who really love being single and are completely content with where they're at. And then the DJ is like, hey, get Lola back over here. She's single. The bride just called you out. Get over here. We know you're single. That girl right there. The one who looks like a woman but walks like a man. Oh, the song. Okay. I was like, wow. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Um, I like the kinks. That's not something that's wrong with me. That's something that's very right with me. So I, it's just incredibly uncomfortable for almost everyone, mostly Lola. It makes people who are single not want to go to weddings. And it's not because they're like, I am sad. It's just that maybe like they don't want to be called out for something that they actually really enjoy being a part of, like at that stage of life. Mm-hmm. I'm not the world's most sensitive guy, Jen, but dances are boring. I said it. Okay. Um, Sipping yeah. on whiskey okay. and Coca-Cola. Here's, here's the C-O-L-A thing, People Cola. really, like, couples really look forward to the first dance or the dance with their, one of their parents or someone special in their lives. And you know what? Do it if it's special to you. If that's something that you've looked forward to or if there's a relative that's like, I will disown you if you don't dance with me, but... Don't choose a seven-minute song. And and don't... If you don't really want to do it, you don't have to do it. Like, the guests aren't going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they didn't do a dance. Like, this marriage is doomed. And if you are going to choose a seven-minute song, do a seven-minute choreographed dance. But if you're just rocking back and forth... Everyone's going to be bored with so, that. So Stephen and I edit for other photographers nationwide. And one thing that I notice a lot. No, I'm, I'm saying that this is not just for our weddings. This is from seeing brag. other. Oh my gosh. That is not a brag. This is a 
business that I've put together. It's okay that you brag about your business. No, I'm photogra- super proud of you. You've worked oh really gosh, hard. Just let me talk. You are an amazing human being. You've worked so hard and I'm super proud of you. What I see You're from a other beautiful oh my woman. Gosh, stop. You're the most intelligent um, so person I know. It's what so I've noticed within first dances when I'm editing. You are fun. Because a lot of times we look are just looking at the couple as a photographer to get those photos and they're like, oh, they're very pretty photos and they're smiling and looking at each other. But there's nothing that ruins a photo more than the couple smiling and like laughing. And then you've got guests with their hands on their face or yawning or looking around. Rarely are the guests actually looking at the couple. You don't have to like preface that with we edit for people from all over the nation. We're on Instagram and we see photos like that all the time where okay, there's just I wasn't people in the to, background. I just wanted to use that as an example. AF. It's not just, I, I just wanted to point out that it's not just our couples. Like I'm seeing it for hundreds of other weddings. Um, it's just people don't really care for that point in time. And whether uh, the best time to do that, if you want to do it, if it's really something you've been looking forward to, is do it at the very beginning of the reception. Because everyone's just kind of settling down. And they're not like at that point in time, they've just been waiting around. And so if you can get it, if you can just walk right into the reception and do your first dance, something other, uh, another option, instead of just doing it at the reception, we've actually had couples do their first dance in a separate room with just them too. Having them, if the couple do a first dance, the photographer captures the moment and it's so special, just like the first look, where it's just them two. They're one of the rare times during the reception, the wedding day, that they get to be just them two. Yeah, it's incredibly intimate and very special. And it's a beautiful moment to capture because they really just get to enjoy the moment. and They're not worried about the people around them. But something that I would say would be equally as special would be If you choreograph a giant dance with fireworks that are going off the entire time you're dancing and then halfway through the dance, Dave Grohl comes out and he starts singing and he doesn't sing any songs that are especially good for weddings, but you know, maybe he's singing ever long, you know, maybe he's singing ever long and all of a sudden the rest of the Foo Fighters come out and you're having the best wedding ever. And now people really love that first dance because you brought in Dave Grohl and And he's a great guy. and Stephen Van Elk to capture it. And Jack Black shows up and mm. then they start doing Who's some Jack, Tenacious D stuff with uh, oh Jack my and gosh. Kyle. People. They're all like, play the I best don't... song in the world. And then Weird Al Yankovic shows up and then it's Steve's wet dream. No, you added Weird Al Yankovic and it got real dry. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that you're you're going down this really nerdy road. I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. One thing that we've noticed as photographers is that there are people in your lives that love you very much and want to talk after your wedding. Some of them want to talk about themselves. Some of them want to talk about you. Some of them want to tell long ass stories so that everyone is just hoping for their own death. So one thing I would suggest if someone is planning on doing a speech, kindly ask them to keep it under a certain amount of time. Rarely has a best man given a speech that is a very long speech that I have enjoyed in the hundreds of weddings that we have captured. 
I've been the best man and I've given a long speech before, Jen. It was like three minutes. How dare you? It was seven minutes if it was a second. I don't know why I'm so incensed by this, but I am. How bored were you with my speech? Oh my gosh. And my brother's wedding, my very own brother. No, you got a gasp out of um, <laughs> your sister-in-law's side. That was like the highlight of my life. It was hilarious. He told a lie about the bride and they were all appalled by what happens. And he's like, no, I'm just joking. And then they, everybody laughed. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah, it's. You want to keep the toes short. And sometimes you don't have control of that. It's best to leave people wanting more. For sure. So it, you don't have control over how long the toast will be that you, the toast people give like the maid or groom man maid or man of honor or the uh best man best lady or the father father of the bride but you do have control over how long the toast you give is because most couples will stand up and just say a few words Mm -hmm. and you can drag that on as long as you want but you don't have to and you know what I'm just going to throw this out there. Maybe before the father stands up to give a little talk, maybe just be like, hey, we don't need to spend 20 minutes mentioning every city, state, or country (laughs) that a guest might have come from. Oh, my gosh. We've got people here from Alaska. We've got people here from England. We've got people here from Warsaw, Indiana. We've had... We've had a dad go from each table, and this was a very large wedding. Go to from like each table to each, so table one to table thirty, and explain who each person on the table was. I thought I, my head was going to explode. I could not believe this was happening, but it did. It took forever. We got through it, but it, I will always remember that wedding as dad's long speech about geography and personal history and also he got to a lot of people who are friends of the bride and groom and not friends of his or friends of uh the opposite side of the family's uh guests you know and didn't know what to say and it was real awkward then (laughs) so yeah So, you know, maybe coach pop or uh, mom, whoever is giving a speech and maybe say something like, hey, I be like, hey, I need a speech. I need a speech like the one you usually give where you just talk randomly about random people all around the room because you don't want anyone to feel left out. And that's a really good trait. And I really admire that in you, daddy. But Warbucks, daddy Warbucks, but daddy Warbucks, if If, and only if this happens, do I need that speech? If the food's running late, then I need that speech. And I need it to come before the food comes out. I need you to vamp as long as possible because everybody wants to watch little orphan Annie get married real good. She's had a hard knock life. Yes. And she deserves a happy ending. And I don't know why those caterers have to be such D-I-C-Ks. I'm sure they were told the meal wasn't until 8 (laughs) <laughs> and it's seven o'clock and there's a snafu so there's always a story behind every screw up at a wedding so there is there is a very little there's very little control over how long someone else 
toast, someone else's toast is going to go, but maybe even mentioning to them like, Hey, I trust anything that you're going to say, we're going to try to keep it under a certain amount of time. And so the DJ or the that. band cannot, you know, use a separate microphone and be like, all right, time to wrap it up. <laughs> but so we can do like the Oscars. If the like, bride, the music. if one of the brides, one of the grooms, if they had a mic, yeah. They could say wrap it up and nobody could say anything to them. DJ or band, that's a bad look. Bride or groom, good luck. They're saving everybody else from a boring speech. Honestly, I could tell you from experience that someone else should have had the toast, ha- should always have a microphone besides the person giving a toast because it can become very uncomfortable. Sometimes someone just needs to be cut off. Yes. Or just cue the band in and be like, hey, at this time, I just want you to start playing Hand music. Signals. Just like at the Oscars. <laughs> We're going to play them right out. Keep your eyes on me. I'm going to do the... The, the rolly start, hands. The rolly. Yeah. I was going to say rolly. The, the rolly signal to start to the music. To wrap it up. Start not, the music. Not yeah. to wrap it up signal. The rolly signal. <laughs> yes, there we go. Uh, bourbon. Which you've drank none of. I have. You had a bourbon barrel beer. Yes. And, and none of the old-fashioned that I made for you. I Hand- did. I actually had two sips where I my eyes bugged out of my head and it burned and like fire. Look at the calluses on these hands from stirring the sugar, the bitters, the bourbon, the ice together. This was a handcrafted old-fashioned. We're raking the yard this morning. That's why you deserve an old-fashioned, of course. Okay, last but not least, make sure that your open dancing doesn't start too late. One of the things that I love about weddings is that people really enjoy being on the dance floor. And not everybody, but there are a lot of people that this is the thing that they're looking forward to the most. And it's one of the only opportunities that they get to dance because what other event, event can you think of? where you just get to dance freely and you have a, either a live band or a DJ playing and you just get to dance with your friends and enjoy it besides going to a gropey bar. I would say one of the other things that uh, we probably should have mentioned. Did you just have a light bulb moment? I did, Jen. Serving the cake. A lot of people are, mm, you know, I thought of this when Jen brought up up and dancing. So there are two points where people leave your wedding and it's good because you don't want someone who doesn't want to be there to still be there. So when open dancing starts, that is a time when a lot of people are like, all right, I can go now. Another time when a lot of people say, all right, I can go now is after the cake is served. They are waiting for the cake. Cake is a big deal at weddings. You don't have to have a cake. That's perfectly fine. You can do whatever you want. But if you are having cake, try to get that served like as soon as dinner is done, because there are a lot of people there who are going to just be like downers who bring the whole party down because they're just waiting on the cake, and that's the only reason why they're there. Get that cake out as quick as possible, and then be like, hey, Aunt Midge, see you later. You know, like, Grumple, Grumple. Aunt you know, Grumple like, Stillskin. <laughs> Aunt Grumple Stillskin. Peace you know, out. Grumpy Grumple Stillskin, or Uncle Grumple Stillskin, is sitting at the table just with complaining with Aunt Midge complaining about, oh, I just want a piece of cake. I've just been sitting here for so long. All I want is a piece of cake. It's going to happen. If I don't get coffee with my cake, I can't come tonight. A little jab <laughs> at someone that used to 
or that's complained about coffee at our wedding. Jab, jab, jab. So that is one thing that like if it's important to you to have guests who are happy, think about timing as far as your reception goes. Make sure you don't have toast while people are still eating. Not only is that annoying to your catering team who is walking around the room, it's very distracting as well because people are going around serving their food or getting up at the buffet to get their food and there's someone toasting. So make sure that everyone has been served before you start that. And I would say even go toast and as soon as toast is done, cut that cake so they can serve it immediately. And even consider starting toast uh, when the last table has been served so that the, everything flows really well and there's not a lot of dead space. I agree. And you know what, Jen? What? I think that's going to do it for us this week at Wedded. Where can listeners find us, Jen? So if you want to connect with us online, you can find us at Wedded Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners, we are growing on Facebook. You can join the Wedded Facebook group. Don't forget to add your love buddy to the group. You can also visit our website at weddedpod.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wedded. Real quick before we go, though, I do want to say Jen came on. I, I do another podcast called The Wedding Photo Hangover. Jen came on that last week to talk with me. My co-host, Dustin, <sighs> tragically couldn't be on the podcast. He was decapitated on Space Mountain. and He was at <laughs> Disney World period. Decapitated on Space Mountain. No, he was at Disney World, period. I will use my podcast to say whatever I want to say about him. This is our podcast. So Jen came on to talk with me about wedding photography. If you want to get more of Jen and I's verbal back and forth pitter-patter, head on over to the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast and you can listen to that. It is much more wedding photography centric as that is what that podcast is more about. Also, coming up, Next week, we are going to be on the Secret Life of Weddings podcast with Lisa Mark and Rebecca Lozer. So if you guys want to check that out, it's a super funny podcast. It's all about wedding disasters, basically. It is an amazing podcast. I do most of my commute with that podcast. I sometimes listen to my husband's with Dustin as well. But we used to listen to that on our on way, to, way shoot to shoot weddings. weddings yeah. And it gave us so much stress thinking, oh, what if something this terrible happens at our wedding? We had to stop. No, well, a little bit, yes. But it also made us realize what how great our couples are. <laughs> so it was like, oh my gosh, this is so simple. How amazing are our couples? I enjoy this much more. That is true. We've never had a stressful wedding like the weddings they have on there. But if we did, we're going to dish about them and you can find them next (laughs) week. Uh, It'll be up next Tuesday, I believe, on April 16th for everybody who just listens to their podcast. If you're a Patreon subscriber of theirs, you can get it a day early. We're, We're super excited. They're awesome ladies. They're two of my heroes as far as podcasting goes. They've done amazing stuff they're they're killing their work yeah so we're super excited to be on that podcast um jen is there anything else you want to plug before we go real quick tune in to the wedding photo hangover podcast oh i'm sorry where jen says (laughs) that i'm a real good sex boy uh that didn't happen but that's okay you can say that i said that but you actually said that about yourself (laughs) you begrudgingly said it at the end in a forced statement real good sex boy I love you, Steve. I will see you after this podcast. 
upstairs in our bedroom. Not sexual, very plutonic sleep. We just need to sleep. That's all. Yes, that's true. Not and, plutonic, uh, though, because we are As lovers. soon as this podcast is done, though, I will see you in the closet for closet sex before that platonic <laughs> sleep. What? what? <laughs> that is not a thing. I love you, babe. I love you, too. Good night. Bye.